Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. You know me. You know my guy Hayden. And now we have our special, special guest, my former teammate, number 92, a.k.a. Debo, James Harrison. Appreciate you, brother, for coming on today. Appreciate you for having me, man. Man, what did you think about the game this past week? Listen, man, that was still a football right there. You know, <laughs> you, you used to, you know, you used to the defense doing what they do, especially, you know, it was an all-around stiller effort, you know. Uh, you know, every part of the, you know, the offense, defense, special teams came into play, and everybody chipped in to get through with the win. And that's all that matters at the end is the W. I appreciate that. Like, you know, you look at TJ and Alex Highsmith. People like to make the comparisons, and I know we got a long way to go. You and uh, Lamar Woodley, man, how formidable is that bunch to you guys? Oh, to me, dude, it's very close. If not better, I'll just be honest with you, especially if they can continue to, uh, you know, put together the seasons that they've been putting together, especially with TJ, you know, putting the, putting together the numbers that, you know, he's been able to put together the last couple of years. As long as he can stay healthy, you know, those guys are blessed to stay healthy and, and continue to be able to, you know, play together as long as they did. You know, I think it's just a very, very uh, formidable pair. Another Steelers game. We got to talk about your legendary Monday night game. Ten tackles, three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, one interception, one fumble recovery. Man, how the hell did you do that on Monday night? Dude, I'm trying to tell you, I've never had a game like that, uh, you know, or a feeling like that. You know, it just, it was literally like no matter what I did, it was going to work. <laughs> I blitzed on the play and wasn't supposed to blitz. I was supposed to be in curl flat and made a sack. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. It, it, it was crazy. How many times did you blitz when you weren't supposed to? Just that once. <laughs> I dropped. I dropped more times, you know, when I was supposed to blitz than I've rushed and I wasn't supposed to. Okay, well then you brought it up. The best time you dropped was in the Super Bowl. We gotta we gotta talk about that play because, as I recall, I was told you were supposed to be blitzing on the play, right? Yeah. And you decided to drop. And now it's known as the greatest play in NFL history. Tell me what's going through your mind from the snap on and what were you were thinking? If you if you go back through that whole first half, you know, we're getting to Kurt and we're getting there, you know, a step too late, you know, just at the, you know, right time as he's releasing it, you know, just just a little just a little too late. And we had, I believe it was seventeen seconds left in that game. They had no timeout, so they had to go for an end zone shot. And Coach LeBeau, he called a max blitz. So I know on a max blitz, one of us is going to be free, but everybody has to do their job. So what I did is I'm, you know, I'm like, Coach LeBeau allowed us leniency in doing some things that we saw on the field or that we thought was on the field because he said, you know, I'm not out there with you. I don't see what you see. All I can see is my, my, my view from the sideline. So if you see something and you feel like you, you, you're going to make an educated guess, your hypothesis is right, then, you know, you go ahead and do it. Obviously, you see it with Troy a lot. So, that, <laughs> you know, going through that whole process, I was like, I'm not going to get there. And if I do get there, it's going to be a step too late. He's reading what we're doing. He's getting the ball to who he needs to get it to. So I said, you know, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to step at this tackle because I know I got to step at this tackle to get him to set to me. 
because Timmons is the rushing linebacker on the inside that's going to be the one that's going to be scot-free. So I got to get this tackle to step at me because if I don't, he'll be able to stop Timmons, which means not only will I drop, I'll be sitting there and he'll be able to hold on to the ball. So everybody else that's counting on that max blitz that's jumping this or jumping that first move, they're going to be, you know, ass out too. So I'm like, I step, get the tackle to step to me, and I'm like, the closest thing I can affect is the slant in. So I think it was Bowden that's sitting there. And I'm like, I'm just going to play for him slanting in, and I'm going I'm to I'm just cushion back and sit there. So as I do it, I step, tackle comes to me. I go to drop out. As I'm dropping out, I see Timmons make it through. So I'm like, he has to, you know, he got to do something with it. And I'm looking at him like you're looking at me. And I'm like, he's not about to throw this ball, but he's looking at me. And I see his <laughs> arm go up. And I'm like, he about to throw this ball. And then he actually releases it. I'm like, oh, sh he threw the ball. So, like, that's why I catch it like like this right here, because I really was off guard. I couldn't believe he actually threw it. So once that ended up happening, the rest is really history. Shay hand fought with me for a hot second. You know, I'm like, yo, get away from me. Go block somebody. You're not getting the ball. It's over with. But honestly, when I first caught it, I was like, I'm gone. And then after it felt like I was fighting with Shay for like, 15 seconds or something, dude. I look up and it's a sea of red jerseys. I'm like, oh, shit. I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> At what yard line, James, did you did the, did the piano just hit your back, though? At what yard line were you out? I was done after I jumped over uh, the, the running back that Woodley blocked. I had to jump over Woodley because he laid out to, to push the dude. And when he jumped in, I was like, it's been too long. The clock is dead. I gotta make it. So I just started trying to bend back towards the sideline when I saw the other tackle coming. It was like the Carl Lewis of linemen on this damn team. They were like <laughs> all the way down the field. I'm telling you, man, the last dude that dived at me was a lineman. I think it was a guard or a tackle. When you look at the game now, how do you feel it's being officiated and how it's, you know, changed in the rough in the passer and everything? Everything that got softer. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, because you're not, you know, I think, um, I believe um, Michael Irvin was talking about it with receivers having to go across the middle and not having to worry about, you know, getting that hit. They can concentrate on that ball. Mm -hmm. you know, going across the middle, you know, back in the G, that was that was, <laughs> that was was considered a man's area. You know, you have receivers that's like, I don't, I don't go across the middle, you know. But now, you know, you, you better off you know, being a receiver nowadays than you are being a, a DB. Because even if you hit somebody and it's a good, clean hit, if it's not 100%, you know, seen and pure, then it's going to be a flag coming out. And even if it's a clean hit and he lays down and rolls on the ground, it's like, oh, well, he's hurt, so it had to be dirty. And here comes a flag, mm. you know. Um, and I like I said, I understand the, the, the safety issues with it and, and everything else, but – when you put all the illness, you know, all the responsibility onto the defensive player, I don't, I don't feel that's that's fair. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you an inside glimpse too. So they had me go to NFL. They're going over like old hits, like they're going back like three, they're going back like four or five years. And you know, I got uh, I got COVID with me, and they're like, "Yo, you can't, you know, you can't go back that far." And it was like, "Well, we're just trying to, you know, see what he was thinking on this or that or whatever, whatever." So we go through the process and they're like, so the dude, I, they saw me hit a dude. And as I hit the dude, he's crouching down. So we end up hitting helmet to helmet, right? 
And they're like, that's your fault. You you could you should have, you know, you could have went lower. So I said, is it really my fault or is it that something else is going on because the dude got hurt, whatever? No, you can't you can't you can't make contact with the helmet. I said, so no matter what, it's on the responsibility of the defender to not make helmet contact. He said, yes. I said, so at any point that my head contacts their head, then you're going, I'm going to get fined. Yes. I gave, this is the worst example I gave him. I said, so if I'm going to tackle a dude, and I said, I go to tackle him at his shoestrings, and I said, the last second, he literally bends his head down there to get hit, like on the dirt, <laughs> and my helmet hits his. I'm, that's my fault. You're going to get fined. I said, that's my fault. I'm going to get fined. He said, yes. I said, you know what? There ain't nothing else we need to say. I'm done with this. Do what you go do. <laughs> you talked about Coach LeBeau. Give us a story about the man Coach LeBeau is. For me, I already had respect for Coach LeBeau, and that came just, you know, with him. But uh, I, I got love for him because of a situation where he he had my back, and he had my back to to the point of coming under criticism for it. So, and I, you know, I ended up finding that out, you know, through through a, a source. But like I said, um, my love for him comes from not the things that I do know. It's it's really the things that you don't know, like the things that you wouldn't believe a coach would 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 be there and 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 have your back for. And I believe that's because Coach LeBeau actually looked at us as more than just his players. And when he said he loved you, he meant it. And you know what I'm saying? And and we love him in return. What was his favorite saying when uh you know we were going to buy? What was it? I never forgot it. There's no there's no uh prize. Ain't no the, prize at the, at the bottom. bottom of the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't no prize at the bottom of that bottle. So I don't care how many of them you drink now. You ain't gonna win no matter how fast or how many. <laughs> All right, we gotta talk about I saw your video of TJ breaking your record. Man, mm -hmm. what was going through your mind? At that time, man, you know how many times I shot that video, man, making sure I catch that thing, man. I'm, I seen him like twice. I'm like, oh, this is about to be it. He got, you know, yeah. But, um, you know, man, I'm just happy. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see him, you know, succeed, and I'm happy to see a record go down. You know, it was a, it was a record that had been there way too long. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, it's a different era now, and you know, records are made to be broken. You know, it's just guys wanting to see other guys you know, do better than, you know, the previous guys and hold up to, you know, that's still a lure. Remember what we got you for breaking the record? Which one are you talking about? I got a couple things. What, so, what else did you get? I got I got I got a big giant bottle of champagne. Yep. Yeah. And I, I got I got uh that Richard Hennessy from uh Tim. Yeah. Oh who got you that? Yeah. Wow. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Hey, just text TJ, and that's what he got. Well, yeah, I say, like, okay, what TJ? No, no, don't text. <laughs> what did TJ get? Get? Not, not get on the back. That's it? <laughs> pat on the back. <laughs> hey, good job. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Good work. Well, I'll, I'll make sure we get him a gift. Uh, yeah, you gotta do some, man. He ain't done do yet, man. That that that's you know what I'm saying. He got he got he got a long ways to go. You know, he can he can put that he can put that record up there real high to where you know it'll be sitting there for a long time again. Explain your pass rush because everybody is a namer by it and they don't understand it. And I'm trying to explain it, but I okay. want you to explain it. 
So I'm rushing for the, I'm, I'm, well, obviously I'm coming from the outside, but what I'm looking for is them to shoot their hands. Mm-hmm. So either on my third step, I'm going to take that foot, press it into the ground and just turn my head and shoulders into you. If you don't give me that hand and just bull rush you. I may do that for a whole half just to get you set and heavy so that now you're thinking, oh, snap, on the third step, he about to bull me. So they throw the hand. So when they throw the hand up, if the hand is if their hand is up, I'm literally I'm taking my outside hand. I'm slapping their hand down here while at the same time lifting this hand up and hooking the inside of their tricep. <laughs> and then when I do that, I'm taking this hand as it's coming down and trying to grab their wrist. So if I could get their wrist here, I can twist their arm, which will hurt, and it'll make them lift this one up and push you around the corner. I was trying to tell people you were trying to break yeah. people's arms out here. Well, Eric Fisher yeah, today, yeah. Jabe, said he brought, he said he broke it. Like, what are you talking about? He said he'll explain it. So Eric Fisher, what happened? That is just an easy slap grab come across. I could have, I could have grabbed his arm, if I could grab your arm, you're going to let me around the corner because like I get your arm like here. So this is your hand. I cap your arm and I literally catch your wrist here and I twist it. So I'm actually taking this arm. And if I'm standing, I'm taking this arm here and I'm actually twisting it away. Oh, my God. So you have to turn to stop me from tearing your arm. up. Where, where, where the hell did you learn all this stuff? Dude, it was just, I was short. Rob McGraw? No, I was just, you know, listen, honestly, you know who taught me the, the, the speed bull? Kevin Green. What? Kevin, Kevin Green. Green. I, I, yeah. I, my whole thing, he said, you have to have a speed to bull or a speed to bull. He said, your speed and your bull got to look the same. Third, his was a fifth step. I do mine on third step. So what I did is instead of bulling them every time and trying to, I, I, if, even if I slap rip. If I missed their hand, it was done. Even if I did catch their hand, they could replace, and their arms were so long because my arms were short. So I had to actually slap down, hit here, so as I slipped here, I could grab the wrist, and then I realized I could grab the wrist, and if I twisted it, they they let me around that corner faster because they'd be turning to try and get their arm from untwisted. I remember when you would do that. I remember the Eric Fisher one perfectly because I remember him saying, man, this dude's trying to break my arm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That that's, that's just crazy to me. What was your favorite QB sack QB to sack? All of them. Anybody else <laughs> a quarterback? It didn't, it didn't matter. Like I had no ill will for quarterbacks, man. It just like, Yes, you, know, you did. Trying, Don't do that. I was trying listen, man, I didn't. I was just trying to do my job like they were trying to do theirs. That was No, it. you talked way too wild out there to just have no ill will. I didn't talk to nobody that didn't talk to me first. <laughs> hey, Cam, give me a good James Harrison trash talking story. You've got to go. I don't talk. Cam, tell the truth. I don't talk unless somebody talk to me. Unless they or they talking to somebody else. They might be talking to somebody else. I, there have been a couple times you would point out and be like, I'm coming for you. You're about to die. It's, it's over for you. I, I've heard you say that before. I'm lying. You might have said something. <laughs> I, no, no. I might I might, I might. I ain't said that. I said it. Yeah, I said it light, but I did. I used different words because I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. He can't say the words that I use. I can't, I can't use the words. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, something like that. 
Something like that. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. But they'd already said something to me or said something to one of my team. If you say something to me or one of my teammates, you're saying something to me. Oh, it's it's a wrap. Right. So you talk, you're dead. Right. You're talking to one of them. Once you talk to one of them, you're talking to all of them. <laughs> so, you know. Makes sense. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited, no one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Debo. Debo, we got to talk about, you said to me, we were at a high school game, we were talking, and I said you belong in the Hall of Fame. And you said you didn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Mm Mm-hmm. Elaborate and tell us why you think that because it's it's a load of crap. It's 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 a numbers thing, man. You know you have to, uh, and you know I understand accolades and everything and and and, and impact and all that, but you know it, uh, another part of it is numbers. 
and and when you look at when you look at numbers, my numbers do not, you know, equate to what you know a Hall of Fame numbers should look like. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know that Terrell Davis's numbers do that, but he was such an important part of a championship teams, kind of like you were. To where I I hear you on the numbers, but you made such an impact, man, that you probably should get in. I mean, and Debo, you have the most memorable play of all time, dude. What are you talking about? I understand what you say. What, what are you saying, talking man. about? Bro? But I'm saying, man, on, on on pure on pure numbers, it's not it's not it's not there. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like I said, I have everybody say the same thing. Well, you only started six years, and in those six years, you did blah 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 and blah blah blah. Well. That's cool, but, you know, I still got to play. Well, it's different. Well, the numbers need to speak for what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's only 80-something sacks. You know what I'm saying? And what's the, you're looking at a base of at least triple digits. You know what I'm saying? Before you're able to put yourself in that group of elite pass rushers. You know, I mean, even though, like, it was, you know, it was a different – we we ran a little bit of a different defense and Steelers ran that sort of defense. And that's why we never really had a, a, a triple digit type, you know, sack person because, you know, you had plays where games you may not rush, but, you know, 12 or 15 times that game. But that's still part of the thing where you have me and Joe, he's getting 80 something on the inside. You have you, you're getting 80 something on the inside. It's a certain standard, man. When you have that on the outside, I don't feel like those numbers represent what that should be at the outside linebacker position. Man, I don't, I don't care what you talk about. You belong in the Hall of Fame. And that's I it. appreciate it. I really do, but we'll see. Let's talk about what you're going into because yes. you are going in the Hall of Honor mm-hmm. on October 28th versus the Jaguars. Man, talk about that honor you're about to be bestowed upon. Um, you know, that's that's a uh, you know, that's a tremendous honor. That's that's the thing that, you know, I feel like is uh one of the things that I wanted to actually be able to step into because of the organization I played for. I wanted to be in line with one of those guys that they're like, you know what, when, you know, James Harrison was in there, you know, the standard of what uh, stiller linebacker is was upheld and you know I'm, I'm able to say that you know from being put into this group and and being you know given that honor that I was able to do that what's a stiller linebacker smash mouth hard nose I'm gonna I'm do it play in and play out and every play I'm gonna try and smash you in your face even harder than I did the play before What's the difference between Coach Tomlin today from the, the first day you met him in 2007, or first day he coached you guys in 2007? 2007, um, he was he was trying to he was trying to make uh, he, he was trying to make a point. He, he he beat us up a little in 2007, to be honest with you, especially for a group of uh, veterans that we were. You know, we really didn't have no juice when it came down to the end, and we went into that first playoff run. You know, I feel like. If we had, you know, um, not went as uh, as hard as, you know, we had, he had us go that first year, you know, because, you know, you're trying to make a, you know, make a point and, and, and show that, you know, you, you're the new, you know, stick in town, so to speak. And I think he worked us a little too hard through that training camp in that season. And we, we limped into the playoffs. And I believe we, we lost to Jacksonville. With that, 
you're one of the only people that I know that tackled a, a Cleveland fan. What right. were you think? <laughs> what were you thinking in that moment? I was listen, man. You want me to tell you the polit- politically correct answer? No, tell me. Tell me the no, real answer. No, no politically correct. No. I was like, I get a free one. I get the slam. <laughs> I, get a, I get to slam this dude. So listen. So this is what happened, right? So Veron Haynes is out there at running back. The dude run towards Veron, and Veron sort of skirts away, you know, like like he running from. Him. So I was just trying to go get some of our street credit back. That's really what it came down to, you know. And by the time he got to me, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and scoop him, slam him. And what I was gonna do was throw him down and put his arm behind him. But I'm like, I don't want to hurt his arm just in case they want to try and press some charges or something. I ain't gonna. But if I knew he was getting like that's felony trespassing, man, I would have oh I'd have threw his arm all up over his back. <laughs> he wouldn't have had a chance to touch a face mask. So listen, so after I throw him down and I'm holding him down, right? I got one arm, his other arm is free. And then he looks up and he sees it's me. And he like, oh yeah, I got your ass now. I'm like, you do. <laughs> So by the time the police got over there, I was halfway laughing. But then I started, he had my face mask. So to get him to let my face mask off, I started pressing my, my hand into his throat. So he would he would let my face mask off. Oh listen, God. listen. <laughs> when I let him go, he was clean. Dude had no dirt on his face, no blood, no nothing. After I let him go, it wasn't. Six seconds, man, this dude's face was dirty, bleeding off. Man, they put foot all on his head, was holding his face down with their boots. All that, oh. man. <laughs> Dog. Did they try to find you on that one, too? <laughs> no, no. I got I, no, I, I was good on that. That's like, they actually, uh, the dude, he, I think he got, he couldn't go to games so I think like six or seven years. And then for the first year, every weekend during the, uh, Cleveland game, he had to spend it in uh, jail. <laughs> wow. That's what the judge did. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we're talking about hits, and I got to tell you some of my favorites. The one on Massaqua. Okay. The one on Josh Cribbs. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I like I like. That's my homeboy. <laughs> that was my college quarterback. Why do you treat your college quarterback like that? That's my homeboy. Like, I want to get you. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you better than I am a stranger because I want to be able to talk trash to you. 
<laughs> okay, and the last one was the Vince Young one where you and A. Smith and Kiesel. You know who got fined for that? Who? Me. Neither one of them got fined. Really? The other two ne- didn't get fined? Neither one of them got fined. I got fined. Neither one of them. How you go find me and me alone? I knew y'all was after me then. <laughs> so I'm guessing that one wasn't your favorite. Y'all ain't even trying to hide it. Like, it's three dudes on this dude. Y'all think I picked up the body weight of three cats? And no, they helped. Debo, you did it. You know you did it. No, bro, they <laughs> helped. I was going to lift him up, and then all of a sudden he got real light because they helped lift him up. And then they toppled him over. They they high loaded him. They threw him down onto his head. So which one was your favorite? Cribs is my favorite because that's my homeboy. But if I would have knew they were going to find me 75000 for that hit, I wouldn't have gave him 50%. Honestly, I gave him 50% just to get him to let go of the ball. If I knew they were going to give me 75, that would have probably been the most grotesque hit in the NFL history. (laughs) I'm telling you, I would have decapitated him. Are y'all cool now? Like, what's no nah, man? We ain't cool because he, he 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 went and it was like I it was like a game. It was like two games later or maybe three games later, however long it was. Like the next season, he's going past me and he literally elbows me. And I look back and I'm like, "It's you." I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And he says something. I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna knock this out again." <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. You know, this last question right here, I want to ask, because now you are retired, what's the biggest difference in James Harrison, the actor, and James Harrison, the player? James Harrison, the actor, and James Harrison, the player. I think James Harrison, the actor, can be far better than the player. Mm. Elaborate. Why do you think that? Man, I got range. They just ain't letting me show it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just trying to tell you. You know, I I got range. They just ain't letting me short. They ain't, they ain't ain't let me get my foot in the door like I need to. They ain't throwing up mandates on you, boy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what movie do you want to be in? What what genre do you want to get into? I can do it all. I can do it all. You name it, man. I can do it. If you can do action movies, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see you in Expendables. Yeah, action movie. That's not. That's nothing. That's. That's just a given, you know what I'm saying? A little rom-com? A little rom-com like, for James Harrison? Oh, Straight hell drama. no. I, I, I get, I get no damn drama, rom-com. all that, you know what I'm saying? Shed a tear or two, you know? All that. Man, I'm, I'm going to see you in like a movie like The Gridiron Gang. You're going to be leaving the Oh, Valentine's Day, Cap. Hey, no way. They call me the Buff Denzel. The Buff Denzel? <laughs> buff Denzel. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I guess I guess we're gonna call you the Buff Denzel. That's just you know not the actual you know the look and all that, but you know the acting. You know. Okay. Well, you heard it from here first. This is the Buff Denzel. Buff Denzel. You know, I got range. You understand? I could I could drop a tear on the on just anything. You know, because I'm just, just drop so, a tear right now. Drop a tear right it, now. It, 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 I don't want to do it for the people right now, you know what I'm saying? Because then they're going to know. people what they want. He's a thespian. He's got to get to his space. I can't, I can't, I can't give the people what they want, you know what I'm saying? Because they ain't giving me what I want, which is a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to say thank you so much to James Harrison for coming on today. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.